Hey everyone, welcome back to the Breaking Western podcast. I'm Angela. I'm sitting here with Abby. We come at you every single week with a new guest and season two of the podcast is all about influencers and influential people within the Western industry. Today is no exception. We have, dare I say, an icon here. Abby, go ahead and introduce. Who are we talking to? She dared to say it and she was right. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of things I could say, but it doesn't really matter because her work speaks for herself, and yeah. we're just going to jump right into this and let y'all know that we got Wes Desperado <laughs> on the line with us right here live. So, girl, how, how are, are you? Ya? Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> um, thank you. I am doing great, and I'm so excited to be on this podcast with you guys. We couldn't have been more excited when you said yes. We're just like, wait, what? Really? <laughs> and this is well, after meeting you, know, you. Like my heart is beating so fast right now. I don't know oh. why. But I'm, like, I'm so excited but nervous at the same time. You know what? Same. You know that's how we got. I remember we uh, met you in Vegas briefly at Fangirl the Cordwan show, and like from a distance, Angela was like, "Oh God, I think Shaylee is here. Like, should we?" <laughs> Should we go over and say something? Total fangirl moment. Yeah, I know we both stood there like a couple of weirdos. Like, I don't know. Should we? Like, maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. She probably just, like, wants to enjoy herself here. She probably doesn't want to have people bothering her. (laughs) (laughs) But that's part of it. It's like, enjoying myself is when I get to meet rad people. And I think, so at that concert, I remember that night, um, I think I was, like, coming back from going to the bathroom or getting another drink. Who really knows? It's probably one in the same. It's just a cycle. And I recognized you guys right off the bat, not necessarily from Instagram, but I just noticed your outfits, and I was like, holy moly, these girls, like, know what they're doing. And one of you, um, is it Abby? Like, didn't you make the clothing? Don't you design them? Yes. Yeah, she did the damn thing. She did the damn thing. Yeah. I wish we looked like that all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, like, fingers crossed for For the NFR in some iteration this year, because that was my first... like little whack at western wherever um it's gotten weirder it's gotten weirder but honestly like a a lot of I draw a lot of inspiration from people like you who are out there just like doing Doing the damn thing yeah thank you well I love it because you um from what I've seen you like customize all these pieces and that's like for the last three years I'm like I want to like customize at least one of my outfits and so like last year I kind of did like a Casey Musgraves dress redo Mm -hmm. um and then like the two years prior I just bought this like ridiculously long like three foot fringe and just like sewed it on some tops and so (laughs) I definitely have the respect for if you're out there like making your own creations for it (laughs) and that was one of the things actually that we wanted to touch on with you because I feel like you're one of the queens of getting inspiration from things and making it your own without at all knocking it off or not giving credit where credit's due. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, thank you. So yeah, I definitely, um, I feel like a lot of people out there, I'm very much a consumer of other people's content, um, whether it be celebrities, other influencers, I will see something and I'm like, holy cow, like that is just so cool. The whole composition of the photo, their outfit, whatever it may be, and so I'll save it, but then my wheels will start to turn and think of how I can put my own twist on it or how my outfits can complement a different background but still kind of get the same vibe. 
But if there's something where I know for sure I'm trying to recreate someone's work, I definitely think that it's important to, like, at least in your story just mentioned, be like, hey, here's the original thing. Like, how do you think I did? Because, I mean, it's hard to ever claim an idea, an exclusive original to yourself. Like, we all we all gather inspiration from all over, and it's it can be duplicated and whatever. But I definitely think if there's a specific person or thing that you're trying to um, recreate, like, I'm all for giving the credit where credit's due because... You know, that's what started the whole vibe of it. Mm, that's so important. And I feel like is often overlooked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love what you said there, too, because I think that gets lost, like, that that we're all just constantly consuming other people's content while then kind of, like, regurgitating it and, <laughs> and making it our own. And I know some people can get very touchy. And I mean, I've gotten, like, slightly offended in the past. I'm like, this is, like, a direct copy of something I've done or mm. what I said or... But it's, at the end of the day, it's, you know, as long as they're just trying to be themselves, like, it's be kind of flattered that they were at least inspired by you to share something similar. And, I mean, if it's something that really is digging at you, then you can say something, I guess. But to me, it's, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be here and be an inspiration for other girls as well. Yeah, there's, yeah. I think there's definitely a way to do it. And recently we saw this with your incredible butterfly photo. You literally (laughs) showed people how to recreate it and do their own. So at a certain point, it's also kind of promoting you because you're the person that's literally showing them how to do it and opening up that invitation to them. Um, But then you're kind of saying like, hey, tag me, like Mm -hmm. do your own version of this, try it out. Um, I just love that. Something that we've talked about with a lot of other guests even last season as well, just about how cutthroat things can be mm-hmm. at times when it doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah. The nervous laugh. Like the stress for ourselves. And I mean, I have like my one or two friends or my fiance will kind of hear like if I am irritated at something, but then I just, you have to drop it. You have to let it go. Cause at the end of the day, it's not going to harm you. Mm. Um, they might be like, trying out something you did but it doesn't take away from the product that you made yourself so a little bit about like what you were just touching on with having friends or connections actually within the industry too tell us a little bit how that networking um has kind of worked for you or what that really looks like within your job it's definitely the like community over competition feel so like make people feel welcome and like that's you know, that's going to come back around to you for sure. Like all of my connections that I've made um, within the Western industry, whether it be with brands or other influencers, those are have all been completely organic. When I started my page, I knew no one. I didn't know, like have any connections with any brands uh, in any way. And uh, But you just start talking to girls. Like you can, don't be afraid to ask girls questions if it's something they've done or you just notice that they are consistent with something that they're doing. Um, the Salt Lake sisters aren't around anymore, but I remember way back when it was like three or four years ago, just their photos were so pretty. They weren't using professional photographers. And at that point I wasn't quite using professional photographers either. So I was just kind of trying to pick their brains here and there. Like what time of day do you guys shoot? Like, do you do X, Y, or Z? And like, they were super great and gave me some advice. And so I just think paying it forward and doing that for other people, like that's, what's going to build the friendships. And then um, you can always like go back to those people for advice, whether it be life advice or business advice with the influencing. That's important too. Absolutely. Like. Mm. And you've collaborated with a lot of other like, 
influencers mm -hmm. in your in your same circle, right? Yeah, I feel like I haven't done too many recently, obviously, because right. you can't really travel to do that. But um, whenever I knew I was going to be at a location, say, like, the NFR, like, obviously, everyone goes to the NFR, I would reach out to a few people who I don't normally get to work with and just be like, hey, like, what are your thoughts? Um, here's kind of something I was thinking we could do. Like, do you want to work together? And most people are more than happy to oblige, and you can kind of collaborate creatively and kind of come up with something that might not be um, what you would originally think of to do. So that's kind of cool, too. Mm. Yeah, that's the coolest. But that's, like, the one of the best parts about collaboration is that then, too, it forces you to, to kind of stretch your own style or push your own limits on mm -hmm. things that you would normally do so that it's still you, but it's also them, and then you're both coming up with this thing that's, like, uniquely yours it's a together. whole new thing but mm -hmm. it's also like this is my vibe this is what i bring to the table yeah. Mm, love that. yeah and that's what i've noticed so like within the western fashion community especially i feel like the boutiques are like so involved with the influencers and not saying that that's not true in like some mainstream fashion trends but i just feel like so many influencers are working with this wide range of boutiques and so like when we are at those places together, you can get multiple brands to come together um, to create like a full outfit. So you can get a purse maker, a hat maker, a clothing boutique. And so those might be people that they originally together would not have worked with unless it was for you. And that's, we, we've heard that too about the importance of keeping kind of brands separate from each other or right. competition right. separate. Okay. Is that something that you that you learned as you went or is that feedback you got from other people mm. or that has been something I've been learning as time just kind of goes on you know take your failures as lessons because mm. when I first started offering photo shoots to boutiques I mean I was taking a shirt from this place and some pants from this place and then I would post this photo and there'd be like five or six different boutiques tagged in it and I started thinking like that can't be beneficial for them. Like they're just getting <laughs> lost in this mix. And obviously the one item that's making the most statement is going to take over the photo. And so, um, especially recently, I've definitely been catering my um, content to be more exclusive. So every post that I make, I'm only tagging the one brand if it's a sponsored post. And I mean, that's, they're your clients. So you want to mm -hmm. put them first. So if you're burying them underneath two or three other brands like where's the value in that that they're getting i love most about your page and i find so different is how intelligent you are how business-minded you are and there's so much strategy to this mm -hmm. that people don't <laughs> people don't see that they see a pretty photo and in just seeing you maybe they assume that you're just a model or that you have a manager or people or whatever um but there you've even talked about on your page like going back and getting a business degree to be able to support some of the stuff that you're doing um and just to learn more all the time but is that kind of how it looked when you were starting this is this what you expected it to turn into I never expected it to turn into what it is but I just know that um when I did start offering photo shoots to these smaller boutiques the main feedback I got because I would send even like like testimonial surveys. I'm like, how did I do? And like the oh. main feedback I got was like how professional I was. And mm. to me, it just, it didn't 
come as something that I was even like trying to do. It was just, I really did just come out of a business school. And so I knew how to draft emails to other professionals because I had to do it to apply it to all the jobs that I wanted to get. Mm. And so I just think that that has really helped set me apart um, from the very beginning. And yeah, a lot of girls don't realize the extra work that goes into just creating content because you're not just the model you're the photographer sometimes you're the stylist the creative director the copywriter um like the graphic designer if we're going to add extra things to your images and so the list goes on all these roles that you have to play and so I get a lot of like young girls that say I just want to do what you do how do you do it (laughs) and I'm like let me like make a list for you honey because it takes some work like I think a lot of people are able to do it, but just like you said, not everyone realizes how much is actually going into it. I would totally piggyback on that too with the number one feedback I get as a musician is not about my musicianship. It's about professionalism. And that is what people really love the most is when you show up on time, you deliver a product and you do it well and you treat people well. And I think that goes so much further than people really realize. Yeah, exactly. And it, I mean, it's at all levels too, whether you're wanting to work with other influencers, if you're wanting to work or collaborate with a photographer, Mm -hmm. like each level of it, like the professionalism is what is going to stand out over, hey, let's collab, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) The infamous question we have learned, the infamous question. (laughs) So talk to us, Shaylee, a little bit about photographers. Um, Do you collaborate with certain people? What did that look like when you started? Were you pursuing a certain photographer? Were you doing it on your own? When I um, I started my page, I actually, my boyfriend bought me this like Canon Rebel camera off of Craigslist for Christmas. And I was like, okay, you're now a photographer. Thanks for the gift. (laughs) We would just go to to, like my backyard and I'll have to send you guys like one of my very first quote unquote photo shoots. Oh, that'd be so cool. Um, And so for a long time, I actually was taking my own photos and I did have one local photographer. She charged me a hundred dollars and took um, pictures. And I think like three or four different outfits and that was like my first time ever in front of a camera and I was just like wow these are kind of cool and so I think the year was 2018 I want to say 2018 was the year that I was like okay I'm gonna try to step up my content game because if I'm gonna start charging these businesses I want to deliver them something that they can use as well and I reached out to a different photographer every month for almost that whole year and just kind of got a feel because I didn't know exactly what my vibe was yet. I didn't know if I liked the light and airy or if I liked the gritty, like, moodiness of darker colors. And so I worked with all kinds of photographers. And from there, I've um, just kind of narrowed down on the ones that I like their editing style the best and that I get along with because that's almost even more important than the editing style is mm-hmm. that you can work with a photographer and bounce ideas back and forth. And um, these photographers, in turn, I've worked with them so much, and now we're, like, best friends, and we'll, like, go get drinks with, like, our significant others on the weekends and stuff. Oh, that's so that's What so is um, some of the things that you don't like within a photographer or that relationship with a photographer? I will say I have a hard time um, with people who are more introverted, and that's actually because I'm very much an introvert. I have a hard time just, like, 
sparking up like a new conversation with someone I'm just meeting. So I have worked with some photographers, like this one gal, she was younger last year, like straight out of high school. And she did a great job, but just, I didn't like feel myself when I was shooting with her. It was very much like, okay, I'm here to take pictures, get this done. Okay, we're good. Mm. Um, So that is like kind of one of my things now, if I can't just like by messaging them, like if they're interested in working with me or if I'm interested in working with them, if we can't just get a nice flow of a conversation going or when we meet, if it doesn't feel right, like that's kind of the, sorry, like this won't work. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's great advice because it does come through in your photos too. Absolutely. (laughs) When you you can tell. (laughs) Like I'm miserable. I'm I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) And then on the opposite end, when we look at your feet, it's coming through that I'm confident. I am, you know, I'm empowered in this photo in this moment. And it's become very clear that you, like, you do have a strong voice, like, in yes. your in your color palette, in your, the, you know, the, the style that the photos are edited in, even though they're coming from different photographers. But you mentioned that that took time and that changed for you or it's evolved. Can you just tell us more about that? Yeah, definitely. So it was, like I said, I didn't know what I liked when I started. And as I started working with more people, I kind of just like my page was just kind of like a mishmash of everyone else's styles. And I started to realize I was like losing myself and I didn't like what I was posting. And it wasn't because of the clothes or how I was posing. And it wasn't specifically because any photographer's work. It was just, it felt so all over the place. And so I actually worked with a photographer. I haven't really worked with her since just because she's kind of more in the wedding sphere. Mm. Um, But she was like, well, I really like to shoot warm colors. So like oranges and reds and browns. I don't really like stripes um, that are horizontal. And she listed off this kind of like little list of what she wanted to shoot. And Mm. I was like, oh, this is weird. Like I'm paying her for one of my branding sessions. (laughs) She was telling me what to do or where. Um, But after that shoot, I was like, holy cow, she's right. Like that makes such a difference. And it was just little things that I didn't think of. And so I've been able to pursue that and like kind of keep that feel and that vibe of like the color scheme and like specific patterns and, or like backgrounds going. And so that even when I work with all these different photographers, um, well, yes, they lean more towards like the warm moody side. Um, it's still all going to look cohesive because of the other aspects of the photo that I planned ahead of time. That is so interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you use any sort of planning apps? Do you have like a a written out schedule of content ideas? Like what does your behind the scenes look like for planning ahead? So for my behind the scenes, I always um, start out with contacting a photographer, kind of getting their availability so I can shoot or like figure out what the shoot date is. And then that's when I'll start getting back to brands saying, hey, if you're wanting professional images, here's the day that I am able to accommodate that. Um, And I actually just write all that down in a notebook. I've developed a system that keeps track of like who I'm working with, what I'm going to be shooting, like how much I'm charging them, how much I'm paying the photographer. Um, And then once I get the photos back, I do use the app called Unum. It's Mm -hmm. U-N-U-M. And that's just more to, like, keep my head on straight because then I can see, um, like, oh, okay, I have this outfit on my grid in the future twice. Like, perfect. That's what I need. Or, again, like, if I'm working with different photographers close together, I can see how the 
um, pictures are going to look next to each other. I don't want two that are like really bright or have a lot of sky that are going to be next to each other. I'd rather have a really busy one and then kind of a blank one. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Unam and my notebook are my saviors when planning photo shoots from start to finish. That's amazing because I I would need like a notebook, three assistants, um, Pinterest, and like a magician to create any of that. This is how it's like very (laughs) evident though that you are a business-minded person and like (laughs) your accounting background, you're like, yes, this (laughs) is my strategy. So much respect. Ironically, the money side of it is where I'm the least organized. So as a tax accountant, you think that would be like the one thing I'm on top of. And I'll, like, shoot for a business, give them the photos. They're like, oh, don't I owe you something? I'm like, oh, crap, you do. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, let me get that. (laughs) Thanks for reminding me. (laughs) So this is a a big question that we had for you when we were – when we were strategizing. (laughs) (laughs) Which looks like Momo says at about 8.30. And, like, Matt's scribbles (laughs) on a notebook. Um, But – You've been really vocal, especially recently, Mm. about balance in your life and about, like, being true to yourself while also kind of delivering this content to the masses. Um, Like, how how has that journey been evolving and how did that come about? One thing that I realized when, um, when I figured out kind of the vibe and direction I wanted to go was... You know, the content that I'm creating, like, first and foremost, yes, I need to serve my client, but it also, like, you need to put yourself first. Like, Mm -hmm. don't stress about creating content for your followers or whether or not people are going to like this picture, but it's, like, are you having fun? Are you pursuing your passion Um, and, like, making yourself happy at the end of the day? Because if you're not, that's where the burnout happens, and that's what I started to see early on was... I was almost getting burnt out and I like couldn't keep up with it because I was trying to please too many people that really at the end of the day, I don't want to say didn't matter, but shouldn't have mattered as much as just fulfilling like the reason that I started in the first place, which was sharing smaller Western boutiques and creating like fun, interesting, different content for people to consume. Mm. We're looking at your website. It's actually right in front of us now to keep us <laughs> inspired. Um, website? Yeah. Oh, gosh. No, it's beautiful. It's it great. <laughs> well, we just pulled a quote off of it, and it, the quote was great. So um, okay. it says, don't feel pressured to follow the rules. They're meant to be broken. What kind of rules do you feel like people feel the most pressured to follow? Well, there's always... I think when I originally wrote that, I was thinking more along the lines of, like, fashion rules, like, don't wear black with brown, or don't wear white after Labor Day, or don't wear felt hats in the summer, and I Mm. am guilty of committing all of those fashion crimes, but also, (laughs) now, like, my, the whole, like, purpose and vision of my brand and business has kind of evolved over the last couple years, and now it's, I would say it's, don't do what other people are necessarily expecting you to do, like, put some twists and curveballs in there like make again like make yourself happy and like just keep creating and being I don't know where I was going with that keep creating (laughs) 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 like being yourself and showing your true colors and what you do and don't conform to what you think other people want to see from you 
That really shines through for sure. Yes. And I think that's where you've been so successful, where maybe like others have, have fallen off mm-hmm. in the past or haven't reached the, you know, the, the level that you're at is because you have been taking risks. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm, my brain is going to like you standing <laughs> in a field and roller skates, like high kicking in front of bison. <laughs> like, who would, who would hear that concept and be like, yes, great photo. And you're like, um, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I would, I'm not going to lie. I was a little scared during that photo shoot because be Alex Callahan and I were literally standing in the middle of the field and these buffalo like started circling us at one point. And I was oh, like, no. I have a rollerblade on. Like I can't run. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of goes back to like, like, what are you trying to create? Like, and there's such, um, a need for change within our industry not that things need to change but things are changing so rapidly and so mm-hmm. I my heart hurts because I see these girls that have been doing this for as long as I have and I mean they haven't really been growing but also their content hasn't changed since day one mm-hmm. and so there are there does come the time where you need to sit back not to be an accountant but you need to do an audit of And yeah. too, that cultivates a sense of community then too with, like within matter. the group. Yeah, yeah like, they have an opinion. Yeah, and I'm always an open book. I get um, girls messaging me all the time. And as long as it's kind of like more of a quick response, like, and I'm able, when I see the message, I'm able to take some time to kind of give them some feedback on whatever they want. And like, I'm always like trying to help girls out. Like even some brands will like ask me for other girls who I think will fit like what they're trying to accomplish and so it's like there's always there's no reason to like put other people down for what they're doing because like it shows when you build a community and the community ultimately is what is going to get back to you at the end of the day too um have you had as you're developing this you know who you are what your brand looks like your audience what I'm assuming you've had some pushback. I'm assuming you've had some naysayers. What has that looked like for you? So I've been super fortunate in that I haven't gotten a lot of, let's say, haters, I guess. You know, you'll get kind of like the snide comments here or there. Or, I mean, recently this year has just been crazy with all mm. of the like political or like social things that are going on. And I've made my voice be heard for what I can on some of those issues. And, like, yeah. I've had people tell me, like, um, you picked fashion, like, stay in your lane. And it's like, oh, no, like, yikes. I, like, that's almost a direct quote of what I got in my DMs. But Ooh. you kind of just have to put that aside. And, um, like, what again, it goes back to what I'm doing. It's something that I feel passionate about and I want to share with this community. And if people don't connect with that, that's fine. Like, that's why they can unfollow me or not follow me from the start. But, um there's always going to be people that disagree with what you're doing or even if they don't tell you
you, they'll still follow you, but maybe send your posts to their friends to make fun of you. Who knows what they do, but I've been pretty fortunate to not, like, publicly see that Mm. too much, (laughs) but, I mean, they are out there, and it's just reminding yourself of why you started, why you're doing this, why you're taking a stance on anything, Um, and, like, always have your circle of tight-knit friends, whether it be like over message and you've never even met them or your significant other or other family members like have someone that you can go to so that when you do get down you can at least like say it out loud and get that frustration out to someone Mm, that's great we love asking that question right before I don't know if the picture came through of the cake Abby was trying to make or not (laughs) (laughs) pathetic (laughs) in a word it wasn't great um but as we were trying, I don't know what you were doing to the cake, but she's poking holes in it. She's drizzling unknown substances onto it. And we were like, do you think Shaylee has haters? Like, I don't think she does. Like, I don't see. I really don't think. I don't. I really don't think she does. So that's interesting that you also don't think you do because I really don't think they're out there. No, I, I, no, I definitely think I do, but I've just been fortunate that I haven't gotten a whole lot of public bashing I guess that you could say like I've seen some girls publicly put other girls down I'm like oh that's uh, yeah I'm glad I'm not in that position right now because I'm I'm almost sensitive Sally like that's what it's me. <laughs> like think about it like, before you post the like, next oh. time or... <laughs> <laughs> I wore red again uh, oh damn it <laughs> but it's I mean the internet can be it's a savage yeah. place. Yeah. And I feel like it's gotten worse yes. like, this year just because people are home more. So they're on <laughs> so their much time more. to be Yeah. They're around. home. They're mad. They're hair trigger. But I think also that even as you've spoken out about, you know, different topics and social issues, you do so in a way that comes from such a caring place that even if somebody doesn't agree with you politically or otherwise, like it's hard to find something to fault you for on that. And I think there's a difference because we see a lot of people that come at it like very, yeah, like there's no other better way. That's how they do it. And and that's not you. So it makes sense. You're a sensitive Sally, I suppose. But I think too that's all part of professionalism, right? Yeah. And being like yeah, somewhat yeah. business-minded that like while you are representing yourself, you know, this is – also in a lot of ways like a a business-based account so it's important Mm -hmm. to make your voice heard but then like you know I'm I'm sure that has to be an internal struggle for you Mm -hmm. then knowing you know like how much somebody not wanting to book me because of this and that makes it so that makes it so unnecessarily hard yeah yeah, 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 there's definitely the line where you're not really sure where it's at, where it's how much is too much, or when is this not enough, or am I too late to this topic, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. as long as you're sticking to, like, your guns and your beliefs and not trying to, like, make people feel bad for their beliefs if it's different yeah. than yours, and I think you're good to go. Mm. That's great. I agree more. So to feel a little bit more lighthearted, let's get into just fashion, straight up fashion. (laughs) We love to talk about fashion versus style. What does that mean to you? Are there pieces that to you, they're fashion, they're trendy, they go in and out. And then there's pieces that are like your tried and true. Like what's coming to mind when we say fashion versus style? So with fashion, I would say that I don't, necessarily try to keep up with a lot of fashion trends just because they can go in and out so often but I think defining your sense of style and having 
those pieces um, that like people identify with you, like that's going to be really where you shine through because you can wear some bell bottoms, you can wear a fringe jacket, but if you don't feel like yourself in it or if it's being forced, then you're not going to look comfortable. You're not going to feel right inside because I've done that in the past where I'm like, oh, this is all the girls are wearing this mm. and I try to sell it for a photo shoot and then I get the pictures back. I'm like, what was I thinking? That's <laughs> terrible. Who is that girl? <laughs> I think that, so I wear hats like all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I do think a lot of people associate me with hats. I've even had comments where they're like, oh my gosh, you posted something without a hat on. And so I think just like having those few things that you really identify with, whether they be trendy or in or not, like that's going to be way more important than trying to keep up with the trends that are like constantly changing. So much of that is just like authenticity. And again, comes back to always exercising your voice or being true to that because you're right. There's, you know, you know, you're doing it right when somebody looks at a piece of (laughs) clothing or an item and they're like, Oh, that's that's so Shaylee. Yeah. Or yeah. 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 And we do. (laughs) We have, there's been moments where we've been doing like photo shoots together and we take a picture and we're like, this is fair. This is a very West Desperado moment. There's a lot of vibe going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Mm. And we noticed your use of TikTok, which is amazing. I <laughs> TikTok is just like a funny thing for me. I don't know, but you do it very well. Um, but I we, was it yesterday you posted your kind of fashion evolution over the years through the NFR outfits um that was so cool to see I don't know I feel like I'm really seeing you come into your own yeah when I so I kind of got that idea because how Instagram has the new basically uh TikTok copycat so I've been trying to just utilize it play around with it and I was like what can I make and I was like oh well this is kind of cool like just looking at some of my past outfits but then I was like wait this is seriously like an evolution of like how I've changed and more than just the clothes, like, if you look at some of those, like, the first two years I went to the NFR, like, my pose, it was very, like, I'll smile with my hand on my hip, mm-hmm. and, like, it's, it started to change, like, even the photography's gone a little bit better, and it's just, I feel like my confidence has grown so much from then, and you can actually see it, and so that was kind of cool to, like, put together those little clips, because, like, it was even eye-opening for me, and so I hope that that even though it's like a style evolution, I hope that that can inspire like someone else out there to be like, Oh, like it's okay to like kind of change and grow. And like, that's how you build your confidence. Cause you grow into your own skin and figure out what you like. I think, did it go back five years or four years? Um, four, well, technically like this NFR will be five years. So I showed okay. four years of evolution. Oh, uh, so cool. That's really cool. And like we talk about all the time too, how much clothes really, allow you to project like what you want to say to people and allow you to feel certain ways when you put clothes on so to see yourself actually change as you're wearing different outfits is like a mirror mirror type of crazy thing yeah I mean I wore a pink wig this year like who am I I remember thinking at first that you had dyed your hair and I'm like oh get it girl then it was a wig and I was like people did it Honestly, good. <laughs> yeah, that's a shockingly good colored wig. I saw that photo, yeah. I was like, oh, that is that's fierce. Real. That's real. Angela and I put on colored wigs once when it looks like pastel mops. So we should do we should do a side-by-side on the feed, one of Shaylee and her pink wig, and then us and our pink wigs. 
Nobody wants to see that. And then we'll say, which one would you guys have us rather post? Um, who were it better? <laughs> oh, I love it. So that's been the last four years. Looking ahead to the next four or five, where do you see your brand going? That is such a tough question. And I have been so bad at like thinking ahead five years because even five years ago is when I started my professional career and I wouldn't think I would be where I am back then. Um, but ultimately, I do work full time as an accountant. And my dream for this year, except for things kind of got turned on their head, was I wanted to switch to working part time at my um, accounting job so that I could pursue the Instagram business a little bit more. So that's definitely, hopefully in the near future. Um, and like looking a little bit more long-term, like closer to like the four or five year mark. Um, I love sharing like my knowledge and what I've learned. And so I would love to figure out ways that I can, you know, kind of also make some money off of that and like create some courses and some mm. guides um, for other people who are wanting to get into this. Cause I know I'm a consumer of other influencers um, guides and how they have made their business. So I know the value that those give to other people. Yeah, the intellectual value there is so important. I mean, this is your a huge source of income for you, and it, it and could you've be worked really hard to yeah, to and, gain that knowledge. Plus, right. this is where this is all going, right? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. advertisement is is moving in this direction, mm-hmm. and so if influencers want to do it seriously, and you know make money or sustain yeah sustainable there we go there it is is. then then that's you know where this has to go there has to be that professional piece behind it yeah and there's i have i think it'd also be awesome to get behind like some kind of clothing design or Mm. a line of my own but that's that's a little bit more technical and i haven't quite figured out how to break into that unless i just start selling the pieces i'm sewing up in my Mm. wee hours of the morning there you go (laughs) I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a collaboration with Gail in the future. Yeah. Um, let's collab, question mark? <laughs> no, 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 you have to DM her. Oh, hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll message you later. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So, Shaylee, what's been, I don't want to say even biggest accomplishment, because I know it's hard to measure things, because certain things mean more to you, certain things are like, whoa, big brand. But what has been some of your most meaningful or favorite things that you've been able to do as part of West Desperado? I would say, like you said, some of those big brands, like you are just starstruck when you get that email um, in your inbox. And I'm super grateful for all the opportunities that have come my way with this. But I feel like I am most accomplished when, I mean, I'm working with a brand of any size, but it just typically will lean more towards the smaller brands. And they are able to be profitable and successful from the collaboration that I do with them. Like Mm. if they're able to say like, Oh my gosh, you made this post and I gained like a hundred or 200 followers, or I sold out of this item within a couple hours, you know, like that's going to be the most successful. Cause that, you know, like helping like the small guy, like I'm still Mm. a small guy. And so being able to kind of take that back to the people who are trusting me and wanting to work with me, I definitely think like that's like the most fulfilling. And that's always my, like goal in mind with every collaboration that I do. Yeah, I'm just speechless after that one. Both of us just look at each other like, whoa. Like, damn, damn. I would totally buy a course. That's what I want to do right now. I want to go buy a yeah. course. Yeah, sign us up. Shaylee will up. be your first 
What is it? Pupae? I regret saying that. <laughs> Are you trying to say the plural of pupils? Yeah, I think that's a thing though, isn't it? Hard to it's say. It's probably not pupae. We'll, we'll Google that one later. Um, well, on that note, Shaylee, oh, it's been amazing to talk to you though. <laughs> and if there are, I mean, I'll be surprised if, if our listeners aren't, aren't familiar following. with you. But in the event that they're not, where can they find you on the web? So tap on your Instagram app, type in West Desperado. Hopefully I'm the first one that shows up. Um, I also, I'm on Facebook, just facebook.com backslash West Desperado. And I do have a website, but that is kind of project that needs to be a little bit more do it. So that's <laughs> soon, soon to come, but it is out there. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the Breaking Western podcast today. We were so honored to have you and cannot wait for that pink wig side by side on the timeline. It's going to be. Oh, I'm so excited for that. It's going to be lit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. This has been another episode of the Breaking Western podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you all next week.